there are a lot of times where we have bad days and we have worse days. We have worse, we have bad weeks, we have bad years. Um, but I think something that's helped me throughout different things that I've struggled with is recognizing that God is good and he wants us to cleave unto every like good thing. And if I can make efforts in doing that, the Lord loves effort. And if I just desire to reach out to those good things, um, I will see miracles. episode, you will meet Taylor Gunn. Taylor just finished up working with FSY for the summer, and she's now going to school at Utah Valley University, will graduate in the spring, and she is getting a degree in special education and wants to teach. And in fact, even go a little beyond that, which you'll get to hear about and learn in this episode. I'm also going to tell you, uh, hold on to your hats because Taylor has this special zeal for life. And I have no doubt you'll feel it as we go through this episode. So however you do it, lean back, hold on, whatever it is, take a listen and enjoy. Greetings. This is another episode of Who Are You Becoming? A broadcast based on the knowledge we are all children of God, thus have unlimited divine potential in who we can become. I interview young single adults ages 18 to 30 who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and share the messages with their peers and others across all walks of life. I am Jack Rolfe, and on the show today, we have Taylor Gunn. Hello, Taylor. Hi. I am happy to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. We are happy to have you, and uh, and thank you so much. Um, you and I chatted before we started recording here, and I discovered you are moving uh, apartments, and uh, so you are on the go. <laughs> I am on the go. It never stops. You're always you're always moving as a college student. Always going. Always being places. <laughs> yes, I see that all the time. And uh, so let's just jump right into it, Taylor. Why don't you share with our listeners today um, your age, uh, where you grew up, and a little bit about your family? Okay, so I'm Taylor. I am 24. I actually just turned 24 this week. So woohoo. All right. <laughs> um, I um, am from Santa Clara, Utah. So just outside of St. George. And I am the oldest of eight kids in my family. So we range from the age of 11 to 24. And um, mostly there's about five girls and three boys. And we have a really good time. It's, I love my family. It's, they mean a lot to me. So big part of my life. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of people to love. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of people to love, lots of people to entertain you. It's, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. 
so you grew up in Santa Clara and that's, so that's uh, where you were born as well. And, uh, yep. Uh, I was born in California, actually. My dad was going to chiropractic school out near, near Disneyland. I say that very like lightly near Disneyland. And, um, I was born out there and lived there for a little bit and raised just in St. George and Santa Clara area. So, well, I absolutely love Disneyland. So anytime you can connect something to Disneyland, I'll take it. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's it's awesome. It is wonderful. And uh, well, that's great. Uh, that's awesome. You're close to your family, and uh, you know, uh, family dynamics sometimes can be uh, can challenge and and it can also be very uh, rewarding as well. And uh, so why don't you uh, share with us also, Taylor, a little bit about uh, what's going on in your life right now? Awesome. Okay. So right now, um, like I said, I'm moving. Um, I'm up in Provo. Uh, I'm going to school at UVU studying special education to be a special ed teacher. Um, and I'm receiving a minor in autism and applied communications. Um, I hope to be a teacher, but I also would um, I'm hoping to possibly teach um, seminary and institute for special needs kids. Um, it's I've just I've worked with them for the past like I don't know wow like six four to six years yeah and um, they just have a really special place in my heart. Um, I love love learning and love being around that kind of learning environment. So I'm doing that right now. Um, I just finished working for FSY this summer. Um, and that was an incredible experience. And, um, I graduate in the spring. So I'm just kind of taking all these experiences I've had and just trying to figure out how this next step of my life is going to look like with graduating, lots of learning, lots of spiritual experiences. And then, I mean, it's, I mean, once college is over, you know, like you're entering a lot of real real, real stuff happening <laughs> as an adult. And so I'm just trying to navigate what that will look like for me in the next year or so of my life. So. Well, that's wonderful. And that, uh, I want to dig a little deeper into yeah. uh, a couple of those things you mentioned. So uh, special ed, um, how did you get involved with that? And what makes you uh, passionate about working with that? Yeah. So I was actually talking to one of my coworkers today about this. Um, they were asking what I was pursuing. I work in an elementary school right now, too, with kids who have special needs. Um, and she was just asking me about college and whatnot. And I was telling her that it was, a lot of it stemmed from my mission. I served a mission in Boston. Um, I got back almost, almost four years ago. And um, we... And during that time, it was just really awesome to be involved with people who maybe didn't have as much as I had growing up or maybe as much as I had like spiritually, you know, all these things and just being a missionary, teaching to their needs and helping and supporting them in any way possible. And coming home from my mission, um, I had the chance to work at a middle school with kids who had um, behavior plans and um, just came from maybe a little bit tougher backgrounds. And I really enjoyed it because it kind of correlated a lot with stuff with my mission where you have individuals who have needs and you get to help them as um, a teacher and specifically work with those needs. But not only that, something that I really enjoy about special education that I think sometimes maybe people miss um, is that 
those individuals, they have a lot of good and potential in them. And it just through special ed, you can highlight that good and highlight like who they can become. Um, it, it takes a lot of practice and a lot of patience, but it's just, it's really rewarding to see like a student go from one, um, like one end and then progress and grow. And then they are able to do one skill by the end of the year or um, take a step closer in mastering that skill. But um, I think seeing a lot of the good in people is just something that's really exciting to discover like as a special ed teacher. And I enjoy it. It's fun. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard though, but it's really fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, most things that are rewarding in life uh, are hard, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to work through them, but they're definitely, it's, it's always worth it. And it's interesting, uh, Taylor, because, uh, you know, the, the, the theme of this show is who are you becoming? And as we're learning today a little bit about who you are becoming, um, you know, we're, I'm, I'm trying to stimulate the thought in those that are listening to figure out who they're becoming. But it, but you're sharing part of your passion in working with uh, special education is helping others discover who they're becoming. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about that? How, how does that really resonate with you as you do that? Um, you know, like, I guess I can share like in an example, um, not like with a specific child, but just in general, Yeah. sometimes you'll get a student who comes in and who really struggles to pay attention in class and they will kick and they'll scream or they will sit and like stare at your paper and say, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Or you'll have a student who may have some disability that hinders like their focus And oftentimes your first reaction is to like, say, oh, like, hey, you need to do that. Or you get really like um, short with them and snappy because they're not doing what you asked them to. Um, And oftentimes we are quick to do that in life. Sometimes where we get really upset with people when they don't do things that we asked them to. But something I've learned through this job and even throughout life is that we should always look for to people like they're in need or in help. Like what, like, how can I help them in this situation? Or like maybe what's, I don't want to say what the problem is, but what is the need maybe is a better word. And as you focus on the need, like maybe the student um, didn't receive the full instruction or didn't understand. And so then that means you have to retell them or maybe the student um, needs some sort of accommodation and then you have to sort out what the accommodation is and they're able to perform the assignment And how that helps in the process of them becoming and how that relates to even us becoming is that um, what's really neat about the gospel is that the Savior works to our needs so that we can become like towards a goal. Because in special ed, like you set goals and you um, set all these like different things to help reach that goal. And the same thing like with the Savior where he has a goal for us to become like our Heavenly Father. And so he's constantly reaching out saying, okay, what can I give you? What things do you need? Because like throughout this whole process, as we seek to learn more about our Savior, we understand more of how he's meeting our needs and helping us reach that goal. And so, I don't know, it's just been like this cool process of like connecting the gospel with my degree and then how it relates to like treating people in life. Because we all have things that we're working towards and all things that a lot of things that we need in this life. And if we were if we could do better, we could do better at approaching people of like help, like, how can I help you with those needs rather than being, um, 
disappointed or discouraged with them about things that they're maybe not performing well at because, um, because then it just helps us in that process of becoming to become a little better and that we're, we're more like working in tandem along this journey. I don't know. Those are kind of my thoughts with that. (laughs) Those are great thoughts and I absolutely love it. And, you know, it's great advice for anyone that, that we're associating with or working with. Right. And I, I heard someone recently say something that really stuck with me and they said, instead of being judgmental with people, be curious. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Isn't that great? Because if we're curious, then we'll do part of what you were just describing and in finding out why that individual maybe is, is acting the way they're acting or saying what they're saying. And, and as, as we, delve into that a little bit further, we start to understand them. And and that brings me to another quote uh, from Stephen Covey is uh, part of his seven habits of highly effective people is first seek to understand and then to be understood. Yes. <laughs> and so you, you've beautifully described that. And I, you know, I think it's interesting too, Taylor, as I interview young single adults, uh, we're all on the same covenant path, but we're all on separate paths individually with what we're doing with our lives and our mm-hmm. talents and skills that we've been given. And we'll we'll get a little further into that here in a minute. But um, at this point in your life, through your mission and then coming home and life experiences, your path has gone into this special education and teaching mm-hmm. Um, and then you mentioned seminary as well. So tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on that. Of just, just pursuing seminary. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Um, well, so also recently, <laughs> um, I just got released from a life changing calling. Um, I served two years at the Utah Valley Institute, um, on their student council there. Yeah. It was just the most incredible thing. Um, I got to work with young single adults with um, church leaders and different things, just about how to help young adults progress along the covenant path in the sense of giving them access to the Institute and different classes and such. Um, Not that you need Institute to go to the celestial kingdom, but um, it can be a tool to help you strengthen your faith in Christ. And so just being a part of that council and working about and, trying to discover ways to connect young adults with each other, with teachers, with the teachings of the gospel, how to provide social and fun activities, how to um, just come up with creative and new classes for people. Um, It was a very eye-opening experience. And so I just got to be involved in a lot of like classroom things and learning about the savior. And I loved it. (laughs) I loved it because it just, it helped me to recognize just how much our savior loves us and how just the doctrine needs to be um, something we understand personally. And I, um, I just want that to be accessible for young adults and for teenagers too. And so I, I wanted to learn more about how I could pursue that um, through teaching seminary, through teaching seminary with special needs. And also with working FSY this summer, it just went like my mind was like, yes, I want to teach the gospel. (laughs) Um, And so um, because it's just it's really neat to see like when you're 
in that environment, like studying the doctrine with among peers who are going through similar things that you're going through, it just, it sticks. I don't know why it just sticks <laughs> because when you're uniting in like a common cause, it's, um, it's just in learning about the savior in that aspect. I think it just allows teens and young adults to be like, Hey, this is applicable to my life. And so if I can be involved in that process in any way, um, I would love it because I just love seeing young adults and teens gather um, in the name of Christ. It's really beautiful and inspiring. So I agree with you. It is powerful and um, it's fascinating. You know, as I can tell your love for this as you're describing it and talking about it. And when we feel those things, that's um, promptings that we're receiving, that we're on the right path, right, with what we're supposed to be doing. And and then we just have to have the courage then to follow those things. Amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, Taylor, you've mentioned a couple of times uh, just coming off of your uh, this experience with FSY, could you explain to those listening today, first, somebody might be listening that uh, doesn't know what FSY stands for, and that's totally fine. And so explain what it is and then what you did and and how that impacted you. You've shared a little bit, but maybe dig a little deeper into that. Yeah, I'd love to. I will. I'd love to talk about FSY. Anybody who asks me, they'll know that I love to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. Um, for those who aren't familiar with it, FSY is this um, program that the church um, has for teens. It's also for young adult, young young adults too, but it's mainly for teens to come and learn about belonging and um, doctrines of the Savior, um, belonging in Christ and the doctrines of the Savior. It re- it's kind of replacing and very similar to EFY, especially for youth, but now it's for the strength of youth, um, FSY. And it's a week-long camp where kids, um, teens from ages roughly like 13 to 18, they come and they live at like a college campus for a week. There's lots of classes, games, dances, activities, food, um, where they're just among peers who are trying to be like Jesus. (laughs) There's lots of dancing. (laughs) There's lots of meeting people. Um, And so it's just this experience where you can come kind of what I talked about before, like there are people going through very similar things I'm going through and they're all trying to do it with Jesus. And how can I do that? And I mean, this year we went a lot of the theme was trust in the Lord um, from Proverbs, Proverbs three, five through six. And so we just highlight a lot of the doctrines taught in that scripture. And so my job, um, I was what was called an assistant coordinator. And so I ran a lot of more of the logistics rather than work, I didn't work specifically one-on-one with like with youth or like in groups of youth, but I ran more of the logistics of the activities and the dances and the classes and all that jazz. And it was just the most uplifting and, um, Ooh, what's the word? I, the only word that's coming to mind is like pushing that what's (laughs) why (laughs) not enduring. (laughs) It was a very growing experience. I loved it. (laughs) Yes inspiring and growing experience. So, yeah. If anybody that's listening would like to get involved with that, uh, how would they do that? Um, whether they, man, you would go to FSY, um, 
dot, I don't want to say dot com, <laughs> but for hiring, you just type like FSY hiring and there's a page if you want to get involved as far as the hiring process. Um, it's 18, I think 18 to 30 young single adults can do it. And as far as kids, it's through, you can do it through the church website, FSY and sign up. If your stakes eligible to go that year, they trade off every year with different stakes, yeah. but that's how you Well, that's it. great. Yeah. If, if anybody that's chiming in today, uh, that sparked an interest, uh, have the courage and move forward and please do it. It's amazing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, Taylor, as we've been moving along here, um, you know, you mentioned something that I, I like to ask young single adults when I'm doing these interviews, and that's talking about balance in life. So, you know, you've talked about uh, you've got school going on, right? And and uh, you just came off of FSY. You've uh, uh, We haven't talked about, but you may be uh, working. In fact, I'll just ask you, are you working? Do you have a job that you're doing as well? Yeah. I've worked at an elementary school for the last four years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You did mention that. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you came off your mission. Uh, possibly you got a little bit of dating going on. Uh, yeah. We won't dive into that one, but uh, <laughs> there's different life directions. There's pressures coming. And then just the ups and downs, you know, we've mentioned of the, uh, of the covenant path. So for Tater Gun, how do you find balance with all those things? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a tough one because there is so much we can do and experience in this life. And that's something I, I really love about my Heavenly Father is that he gives us so many opportunities to learn and grow. And so I have the chance to do all of these things, right? I can yeah. go to work. I can go to school, date, be social and whatnot. Um, and I feel like finding balance in it um, has always drawn me back to this um, scripture because um, I feel like we can, I feel like we can do it all until one of them all falls apart. And then we're like, ah, oh, life's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's a scripture that's kind of just been like my, my favorite one that's taught me a pattern of how there's well as we're balancing things in life or as we're trying to figure out things as long as we look to christ rather than expecting a certain outcome of things um things will be okay and um i'd like to read it actually that'd be great in mosiah 7 33 um it's one of my favorites it says um Okay, it says this, but if you will turn to the Lord with full purpose of heart and put your trust in him and serve him with all diligence of mind, if ye do this, he will, according to his own will and pleasure, deliver you out of bondage. And now bondage can look a little different for everybody. It may be like I'm physically bonded ah, or maybe I have a lot of things going on in my life and, or maybe I can't figure out this one situation with a relationship or a family member. Um, but the scripture is really cool to me as far as finding balance and especially specifically like peace in this life. It says that there's like three things that we need to do in order for us to be delivered out of this bondage or find balance, if you will. We need to turn to the Lord and turn to him with all of our heart. We need to trust him and we need to serve him. So it's kind of this process of like, okay, I need to turn to the Lord. And then like 
turn my myself back to him facing and put things that remind me of him um, in my path. I need to trust in what he says and all the promises. And in order to trust him, we got to learn about him. So that means as a process and learning about what the savior promises us or what strength he will provide us and then serve him. And this is a really big one for me. Um, I guess to put it simply, I think if you are going about doing good, I don't think you can ever go wrong. And I think it also helps provide that peace and security that you may need because it helps you to recognize that there is good. Um, service can open up a lot of doors for just um, clarity and just peace. And I found that by doing those three things in my life, um, turning to the Lord when I'm discouraged and trusting him when things are uncertain and serving him when I'm really down. <laughs> Um, can help me to um, be delivered from things that stress me out or things that I can't find balance in. But key is, the key to all this is, is recognizing that the deliverance and the balance comes in the Lord's timetable. And I think as I recognize that, then I can move forward with faith knowing that, all right, this is going to all work out. Um. And, I, and some, another thought that comes to mind, too, is that sometimes when we think about balance, it's like, oh, maybe if I just, okay, scheduled out like five minutes of scripture study, then I got to pray and then I got to spend this much time doing this and this and this. But it's more of like incorporating all of these things and just to your daily life. It's not so much it's like, yeah, you can segment it out and it does work for some people that way, but it's finding a way to incorporate it. those just those things into your daily life. So it becomes just a part of who you are. And so that way you, um, you do have, you have that peace and trust all throughout that time, rather than just in those desperate moments. It's like, oh, I can trust the Lord. I can feel peace now because this is just a part of who I am. This is a part of just my process and things in life. If, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. You, uh, I don't have anything to add or question you because you articulated that uh, so well. Uh, great, great advice. And, um, you know, Taylor, from that, I, I want to segue that into to a question here because it's going to play off of, I think, of this these steps that you use in your own life. And that is, uh, to this point in your life, if you had any particular trial or, or trials, that uh, were difficult and has been part of shaping who Taylor Gunn is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's two things I'll say with this. One is, I'll say this first. There are a lot of times where we have bad days and we have worse days, we have worse, we have bad weeks, we have bad years. Um, but I think something that's helped me throughout different things that I've struggled with is recognizing that God is good and he wants us to cleave unto every like good thing. And if I can make efforts in doing that, the Lord loves effort. And if I just desire to reach out to those good things, um, I will see miracles because the Lord um, 
wants to bless me because he loves me because I am his child. And that goes for everybody because we are all are children of God. And so that's something I've learned throughout different struggles in my life, because I think we all have different hard things that we go through. My trials are no no harder than anybody else's. They're just my burdens to carry, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it's just a matter if we are willing to reach out to the Lord during those hard times. And um, in particular, something that's helped me to recognize reaching out to good things. Um, my freshman year of college, um, I learned a lot about who I was and where the Lord needed me to be. Um, sometimes we're put on paths for a reason and we don't fully recognize why. Um, I had um, just this experience of where I went to college with um, some friends and people, someone I like someone I was dating and um, it didn't quite work out the way I had planned and anticipated. You know, you come home from your mission, you plan on going to school at the place you've always wanted to go with scholarships and date people and get married and different things. And sometimes that doesn't always work out in the way that you wanted to or expected to. And in my case, that wasn't, <laughs> that just wasn't what the Lord um, had in mind for me. And that's just how it wasn't, how it didn't play out. And um, I came to college up here, um, not really knowing anybody and kind of left in a very lonely place um, with not a lot of friends. And it's, I remember there was one night just in particular where I was really discouraged at my situation because I had made some choices as far as like, Heavenly Father, like, I feel like you guided me here. I don't understand. Like, I was supposed to be doing this and this with these people, or I was supposed to be dating this person, or I was supposed to be doing um, such and such opportunity. And I was really frustrated. <laughs> and I was praying, saying, why? <laughs> and then I read this scripture that kind of just um, helped me to recognize that there was um, there was some good things coming for me. And I'm going to pull it up here, but my phone's a little slow. So bear with me for a second. Yes. Okay. Ah. Okay. So in the John in the Old Testament, there in chapter one, in, there's a story about a man. Oh, I'm going to say his name wrong. He was talking to Philip, and it's the story of, like, Philip and Nathaniel. And basically, the Lord comes, and um, uh, the gist of the story is, like, the Lord um, notices, like, Nathaniel and calls him out. And Nathaniel's like, how did he know my name? Like, he's never met me before. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, how did he know all these things? And the Lord, um, have, uh, Jesus says this. Um, he says, like, I saw you under a fig tree. And verse 50 says, like, he says this line that, like, really got me. He says, thou shalt see greater things than these. Because in my mind, the things that I had planned were supposed to be awesome. <laughs> and that was perfect life. <laughs> like, I was going to just get all these things, date the awesome people, get married. Like, it was going to be perfect. And it was just in that moment, the Lord's like, well, you thought that was good. Just wait till I have what's in store for you. And at first I didn't believe it, like, because there was just, it was many months of crying and sadness and being alone and just a lot of time with my heavenly father being my best friend because <laughs> I didn't have anyone else to turn to. And now looking back almost four years later, there's a little sign I bought the other day at Hobby Lobby. 
bless that place <laughs> that says like something to the effect of like i wish like myself could look back on these days that i prayed for because um i didn't know that the things that i like i didn't know that these greater things would actually be incredible that i have now and um I just have such a strong testimony that the Lord does direct our paths and he does have a greater purpose and plan for things. We simply have to trust him and we have to be willing to accept his timetable because he does have good things in store for us because it's just, it's so beautiful. Um, just being here. I just, the program I'm in, the friends I've met, the callings I've had, the job opportunities, it, um, if I had not gone through something that was so hard before, I wouldn't be where I am now. And so I thank my Heavenly Father every day, every day for that trial and that experience because it led me to where I am. And I have never been so happy. <laughs> like I, I work a lot. I go to school. I dating's hard, but like life is so good. And it's so incredible to see that Heavenly Father put me here and I feel really blessed to be in this situation and have the things that I have now. And it is the greater things that he talked about. Thank you so much for sharing that Taylor. And very often uh, the Lord's plans for us are different than our plans (laughs) for us. (laughs) And, and you are so right. Um, They're greater plans. Mm -hmm. Um, we just have to be patient, right, to, to get there and, and to see them and to have that trust in the Lord, like you talked about, uh, and which was the theme, as you mentioned, from FSY uh, this, this summer as well. So that is just fantastic. You know, as you as you described that uh, and, and everything we've talked about today, I, um, I'm going to ask you, we, we kind of hear a little bit about who you are and your skills and talents, but if, if you were to define what you feel a skill or a talent is that you've been blessed with, what what would you share with us? Oh, I really don't like talking about myself sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, most of us don't. Most no. of us don't. But uh, here, here's your chance. Putting you on the spot. Um, I thought a lot. Of, I because I, you, I was reading through some of this and just thinking about this question. Um, and. I feel like some uh, there's two gifts in particular that I feel like Heavenly Father is blessing me with and I'm continuing to learn more about. Yes. <laughs> um, the gift of being very patient um, and having faith. Um, I feel like just in the last six years of my life, Heavenly Father has um, blessed me with many opportunities to increase in patience and learn about his time. I've talked a lot about trust and time, but really it's something that he really wants me to learn. (laughs) And I feel like because of that, it's helped me pursue a lot of things that have made my life better and happy. Like for example, just with teaching, it requires a lot of patience with different callings and waiting on answers and revelation. It requires a lot of patience with dating or interacting with friends and stuff. It just requires patience. And I feel like that's something I've been very blessed with to discover more about and learn about what it truly means to be patient. I am not perfect in any way (laughs) at being patient, but I feel like I understand it a little bit better through experiences that I've had. And that's something. And then I feel like 
Heavenly Father has been so wonderful to bless me with, <laughs> with the journey of learning how to have the skill of faith, of faith in Christ. I mentioned it earlier, but faith is so beautiful in the sense as it moves us forward as we um, to learn more, more about the Savior. It moves us towards Christ. Because oftentimes we say, oh, I have faith. I have faith that this will happen and faith that my something, something will turn out. I don't know. But really like faith comes back to having faith in Christ and not faith in outcomes because it's the savior that provides us um, to overcome the impossible and to have the wonderful things that we have in our life. And so it's him we need to look to. It's him we who we need to trust. And if we trust in him, then no matter what the situation may be, um, it will be all right because he's the one we look to and he's the one that we put um, our trust in. And I've learned a lot about that. And so as I go through life and as I make decisions or as I pursue different paths, um, something, some, some skill that I have um, been working to master and um, feel like that I've been gifted with is having, learning how to have faith in Christ and trusting in that because that's helped me to recognize where my true happiness is and where my heavenly father wants me to be. You know, as you described, uh, the, discovering these gifts, uh, then we use those gifts, right? We, because if we don't, we lose them. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I believe that as you use your gifts, then it's, it's your gift to the world the gift of the skill and talent Heavenly Father gives you in turn becomes a gift to the world as you use it for others. And so, in fact, there's another quote I like to, to share, and that is, find what brings you joy and match it to the needs of the world. And so mm. this patience and faith that you're describing, as you use those more, they bring you joy, and then you're you're matching it to needs in the world. And, and that, ultimately that is a big essence of the gospel is, is loving God and loving our neighbors. And we do both of those by serving others. And yeah. yeah and that was one of the steps that you talked about uh, earlier uh, as well. Um, and so again, for those listening today, discover what your gifts and talents are yeah. And then find the needs in the world and start using it, and your your life will be blessed. And by doing it, this balance in life that we are trying to find will start to fall into place. And so, um, you know, Taylor, we we've reached the point in the podcast, and I say this every time because it's true. It comes so quickly for me yeah. that we we need to to wrap it up. <laughs> And uh, I could just talk, uh, I could talk to you uh, forever, but we got to let you, you got to go move. So we got to, I got to go move. Yeah. I I, I love to chat. I love to talk about Jesus. I'll talk about Jesus anytime. Yeah. Well, I could, that's quite obvious. And and so our, our wrap up question, um, I'm going to ask you now, um, Taylor Gunn, who are you becoming? That's a great question. And it's really cool because um, it's really cool in the sense because I had this um, experience the other night where I was, so I just turned 24 and I was thinking about how I wanted 
my 24th year to look <laughs> and I was praying about it and thinking about it. And I came up with this statement that I'll read um, that I think highlights of who I am becoming. Cause I hope that I am becoming like Jesus Christ. Um, that is my hope. Um, but this is what I also hope um, as I pursue this path of Jesus Christ, this is who I hope I to become, who I hope, who I hope I can become. Um, I said that um, this is kind of my mantra, you know, as you, if you will. I will expect and receive miracles from my heavenly father. I will trust in the Lord and have faith in Christ and not in outcomes. I will find joy by focusing on the savior and not my situation. And I will remember I am loved, seen, and supported by my earthly and heavenly family and friends. And um, who I am becoming centers a lot on those things. Recognizing that who I am becoming is someone that my Heavenly Father loves and appreciates. Um, I am becoming someone who he is proud of. And I am becoming someone who is given a lot of opportunities to grow and increase in faith to be more like my Savior. And although that process is really hard... (laughs) And it involves a lot of ups and downs and um, trials um, because I'm in the process of becoming that, because I'm in the process of doing my very best. um, I know that I, I know that I'm not alone and because I have my savior and yeah. I want to, uh, to point out, Taylor, as you were sharing that, uh, that, that you had it written down. And, um, you know, it's, again, those listening today, as you are discovering who you are becoming, write it down and, and study it and, and then watch it change and grow mm-hmm. because what you have put out there, Taylor, for this 24th year uh, of yours that you're going into, uh, when you go into year 25, it'll probably be tweaked a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's just part of the process of continuing to become, as you described, more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's it's step by step, line upon line. And uh, we we wish you great success in that. Uh, thank you again, Taylor, for for taking the time today uh, to be with us. Oh, I am so happy to be here. Thank you for letting me be here. Um, just even through, during during this interview, I feel like the Lord spoke to me in different ways about maybe ways that I could be better, maybe ways that I could um, improve, so that I can be my best self as I'm discovering this process of becoming more like him. <laughs> well, that is great. And I, I'm going to take that and go into uh, a reminder to those listening to the show that your heart feels for you, your mind reasons for you, but your soul speaks to you. Are you listening? Did you listen today? Just as Taylor listened, 
If so, what did you hear and what did you learn? And will you now have the courage to act upon what you felt? Thank you so much for tuning in. Please follow us on your podcast app so that each new episode is always downloaded, ready for you to listen in. You can help spread this message by sharing the link and leaving a review. A special thanks goes to our producers, Ben and Kayla Martin. And now it is time to move upward and onward and ask yourself, who are you becoming?